My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Hey friends, this episode was recorded before the COVID crisis and the opinions expressed do not represent the current climate of the country. Make sure you stay tuned for more current episodes. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, owner of Detroit Mom. Thank you for listening in today. We're super excited to share this topic with you as I'm pretty sure everybody struggles with the angry mom syndrome, maybe a little bit, or guilt, figuring out triggers, why we become angry moms at some point in our motherhood journey, or some of us, maybe our whole journey has been part of the angry mom. So I'm going to go ahead and let my hosts, my co-hosts introduce themselves, Kimberly, Tiffany, Jasmine, and Kristen, and they will go ahead and get started. Hi, my name is Kristen, and I am a mother of two little girls. I have a two now two-year-old and an eight-month-old, and I remember looking at my first daughter when she was first born and being like, how could I ever yell at this little sweet thing? Like, she'll never make me mad. Everything she does is going to be just so cute. And then she turned two. <laughs> and now I scream all the time and I yell and then I feel guilty and it's a never-ending cycle. Hey, everybody. This is Kimberly and I have a 10 and 12-year-old. For me, first, I'm raising my hand. Yes, I have been. I am an angry mom. For me, it kind of evolved over time, though. I'm a really patient mom. And then as things persisted and challenging behaviors persisted, I actually started off by laughing. And now I think I ended by crying, saying I have PTSD from all the challenge (laughs) and drama and trauma and everything else. And I trigger so much quicker and faster now. So uh, yeah, it's a good topic to have. Looking forward to it. Hi, guys. This is Tiffany. Um, I have three bonus children and two children that I birthed. I have a 12-year-old and a 19-month-old. Interestingly enough, I tend to be pretty chill, at least I like to think so, but at the same time, my patience is really thin. And my 12-year-old, she was such an easy child. You know, she didn't cry. She was just, like, super chill. And then something happened, like, around 10 or 11, and, like, she turned into, like, this weird smart mouth monster. (laughs) You know, that I, like, want to, like, punch in the throat sometimes, seriously. And my patience is really short. And I know after I had my 18-month-old or 19-month-old, I dealt with some postpartum depression. And I had a moment, and it just hurt my heart because I remember looking at her, and I was like, I don't like her. And I know that that wasn't me. That was just the postpartum and all of you know, those things and her trying to, you know, come into herself Mm -hmm. and there's a new baby and all those different things. But all that little smart mouth talk is like, oh, I don't don't like you for that, you know. And so I tend to yell way more than I want to. 
And a 19-month-old, that's a whole nother story. She's giving me a run for my money. I'm not ready. <laughs> I mean, she's looking at me and talking back. It's like, who are you talking to? You can't even form words and you're going off on me? How do they learn to talk back so early? I don't get it. Yeah, right. So I'm not even ready for that one and what she's going to bring. But I'm definitely find myself in the position of that angry mom yelling and screaming all the time and feeling guilty afterwards. Like, ugh. And forcing myself or trying to force myself to go and apologize when I do. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, my name's Jasmine uh, Patton. I'm the mother of a seven-year-old boy. I have one child. I definitely have been guilty of having moments of motherhood where I felt like I was in a season where I was angry all the time about different things that my son would do or how he would respond. I think I just, I had an image in my mind of how he would be and the mannerisms that he would have. So whenever he kind of veered off from that or surprised me with the new elements of his personality, I honestly just reacted the way of what I saw when I was a child. Whenever, you know, I or my siblings did anything that veered off from how we were raised. I did those same responses, even though I consciously tried to do alternatives. And I thought, like, I'll never be like that with my children for certain things that I did um, when I was younger. And, of course, you mimic and you repeat. And then you get frustrated, not even more so with the child, but with yourself, because you're doing behaviors that you said that you would never do with your own children. And for me, I think the biggest thing about, I guess, our journey is the assumption that because you have one child, that... You, you really don't have that much to be angry about. Like, I've, I've had conversations with people who are like, oh, my gosh, well, you only have one. You know, imagine if you had two or three or four as if, like, just because you have one, like, oh, he's such an angel and he's so sweet. And, oh, every time I see him, he's doing this. And I'm like, you have no idea <laughs> the level of how he's acting behind closed doors or just the fact that when you have one child, they want all of your attention. Yes. And sometimes all of that requires them trying to get your attention by doing things that are negative because they want the attention no matter what. And there's not another you know, child in the household that they can kind of buffer off of or play with. So it's either you play with me now, you give me my attention now, or I'm going to knock something over. You know, I'm going to be la- like, there's other ways that I think that an only child can act out more versus a household like how I grew up with four different siblings where we just weren't allowed to do that and we just had other distractions. But I think that's, so my husband and I obviously were raised very differently. So sometimes, obviously this comes into parenting together, I feel like he parents the way his parents parented and I parent the way that my parents didn't parent because I don't want to parent the way they did. Got it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like I wasn't equipped to be to handle with situation handle situations like the hard stuff, right? So it's nobody gives you this manual that's like, hey, when things get tough, this is what you do. My mom didn't sit down with me and say, hey, you know, when you're raising your kids or things are hard, you do this. My mom was <laughs> would be like, you'll understand Elizabeth one day when you have <laughs> yeah. children. You know, like yeah. that's a I hate that. I it hate is. that more than anything when they're like, just wait till you have a child. Yeah. And it, I feel like everyone's experience is so different. And so when people say that, I'm like, no, I'm like, because it's, 
I don't know. I, I just, that is like, that's a trigger. Yes. <laughs> it's a trigger yeah. for me. I totally agree. It's a agree. major trigger. With me growing up, you know, my mother, she worked a lot. She was like skilled trades, you know, yeah. so she would work, um, you know, double and triple shifts and things like that. So I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. And so once I kind of crossed over into those tween teen years, you know, I kind of went off on my own and I got a little while for sure. And my mom would say stuff like, oh, you're, you just wait, your child is going to pay you back. And and it's like, no, don't wish that she would do those things that I did, you know, mm-hmm. because they weren't great, you know, and it's like, I know you want me to get a dose of my own medicine, but at the same time, it's your grandchild. So let's not wish those things right. <laughs> well, on her. And I think one thing that, as myself having a 19-year-old, knowing that it's not, well, I can hope that she doesn't have children until she's in her 30s, personally, that I can teach her. And it wasn't until, I think, losing my own mom and then this year I realized that I need to equip my daughter mm-hmm. with ways to raise her children. Um, and I'm not always the best, right, in the sense that I wasn't given the tools to handle the hard parts, like the mouthing back. And I see my seven-year-old, what my daughter does. So my oldest is was super mouthy growing up. And my youngest one saw that, or not even my youngest one, my seven-year-old saw my daughter do that. And I think she does that. And I think external environment, she has a friend that's really mouthy. Mm-hmm. And I, I find myself being more angry because I don't understand why kids don't get it. Like after multiple times of seeing that, and then I find myself being extremely guilty and like I'm a bad mom and then I have to make it up. And so here I am trying to discipline and then the guilt gets the best of me. And then I find myself like, oh, well, let's go get ice cream. Overcompensating. Yeah, Yeah. let's do this. And I know what that feels like because I overcompensated for 19 years Mm -hmm. because I felt bad that I was a single mom. Like I felt guilty that I was a single mom and I felt that I had to give my daughter everything because she didn't have her father in her life. And I'm paying for that now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, literally, if I could go back and tell anybody anything, it's like, don't compensate. Single moms, right? Mm-hmm. Don't overcompensate for the lack of the other person in your life or their lives. Because it, I, I created a monster. I literally created a monster. And, and I can say this as my daughter. One of the biggest things is where we didn't equip her is how to pay bills or mm. parking tickets. Parking tickets, like if it says don't park somewhere, why do you think that it is okay (laughs) to park in a reserved parking spot? Then when we get the ticket in the mail, you just push it off because you don't want to pay $70. And it's like, no, this is real life, honey. Mm -hmm. And so then I find myself being angry. Like I couldn't just, I couldn't do that. And I couldn't just push bills off or Mm -hmm. you wouldn't eat or, you know, different things like that. And so I'm like, where I had to sit back over, like even the last couple of weeks, I had to sit back and be like, where did I miss a step with this child? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm going to spend this year teaching her about finances, teaching her bills don't just take care of themselves because it's something my parents did. I remember growing up, like my dad worked for the foundry. So when there were struggles, they wouldn't open the mail mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, if I don't open it, 
It doesn't never exist. Yeah. And I found myself going when I was a single mom going doing the same thing. Mm, I've done that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't be this person because I'm not teaching my daughter to be a responsible human being. And so this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend this year really teaching her how to be a good human. And not even just a good human, but how to be in the real world because she'll be like, she'll make comments. Mind you, we pay all of her bills except her personal expenses. So when your child says to you, you just don't know what it's like not to have any money. It's so stressful. And you're over here like, oh, honey, do you know how much rent is? Do you know that when you pay for rent, most of the time you have to pay electric? You have to pay gas. You have to pay a f- your cell phone bill, which your your mother and father pay right now. We pay your car insurance, all these other things. So it's like, how can I equip her to understand that all of these things come first? Those Doc Martens, we know we're not cheap, mm-hmm. are a luxury, my friend. And I need to teach her that's a luxury. So I get mad because I'm like, I could never do that. So then I, be, I find myself being the angry mom and, and be like, we're not going to have a good relationship because... Mm-hmm. because she's never going to understand it. And it was my therapist that was like, but your daughter's not you. She didn't have the same struggles. You can't blame it on her. Yep. And I found that I became the angry mom. And then when my daughter would give me a hard time having a huge age gap, then I take it out on the little ones because they're the ones that you can have more control <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, right? They can't do yep. anything. And I know my triggers and I all that stuff, and it makes me feel horrible and I know too things contribute to this lack of sleep it's not my kids fault when I wake up late I can't blame or be mad at them for taking their time when I decided to push snooze do you know what I mean there's things like that that I think as moms when we become the angry mom we don't take the step back and say huh did I contribute to that in any way for my reaction than to be oh I'm you know oh, my kids are horrible, all this stuff. Because I could literally sit back and be like, oh, well, I decided to stay up late. That's nobody else's fault but mine. Mm-hmm. But then when I wake up late, I'm yelling at my seven-year-old because I know she takes an hour and a half to get out the door. So whose fault is that? Right. Do you know what I mean? So there's like things like that. So I don't know how, you know, Kim, you have older kids. I don't, do you experience stuff like this as well? Yeah. So again, my kids are 10 and 12. You know, a little bit of a my kids, one child in particular, has some significant challenges. And so I think that lends itself a little bit further than, you know, just not putting a coat on or, you know, some of the other things that are very real in all of our lives, for sure. But like some pretty significant, you know, like three-hour meltdowns, really defying, defying, hating school, refusing to do things like, so things like that. So I have some different challenges that just kind of go with, you know, a trauma-based existence in mm-hmm. the beginning that, and again, I, you know, I mentioned I'm a really patient mom and I am. I think it's kind of the, to that point of, you know, when you're in it for so long and you have done everything and you have used the right words and you are trying to use all the tools and techniques that you know and you truly embody them and it's actually just not making a difference mm-hmm. in that moment. And then that moment repeats itself that afternoon and then again tomorrow So I think, you know, so I have a little bit of a different perspective and a different situation there. Opposite, it sounds like some of um, what your moms kind of were saying, kind of like have a dose of your own medicine more or less. You know, I talked to my mom and she's like, I 
mean, I just don't know. You kids just never did that. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. <laughs> I mean, they, I just, I don't, I don't think you ever cried. Kim, you're I don't a know. child. I know, right? And so then it's like, yeah, Mom, yeah. thank goodness. I'm so happy. You were so blessed to birth five wonderful, beautiful, obedient <laughs> children who literally never did anything wrong. It's a blessing. So I don't have that support because then a lot of people just don't understand it. And when you have challenging kids, people don't know how to participate in that either. So if we're at a family event or it's kind of like, well, why is so-and-so doing this or really retreating, not participating? Why are they over in the corner by themselves? Why aren't they? And it's really funny to me. Adults, even though we're all adults, um, we have hurt feelings. Adults get hurt feelings, and they take it out on kids. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, you're literally mad at my seven-year-old? Like, mm -hmm. because he's not talking to you? <laughs> oh, my God. And it's yeah. like, a, it's a very real thing, right? So then it creates different dynamics and different situations. I totally agree with what you said, though, Elizabeth, that... Ultimately, you know, I look at things from a very critical eye of how could I have responded differently? I get what it means to be an angry mom yeah. and to not know how to respond in the moment. And we take times, you know, and it's funny because my children actually call me out on this. They're like, well, mom, don't react. Take time to respond. And that's what we say all the time, right? Like give mm. yourself some space, even if it's three seconds. It could make a big difference from that knee-jerk reaction to how you're actually going to, you know, respond in that situation, even if that's, I can't right now, and to turn around and walk away and lock yourself in the bathroom. P.S. I just did that four days ago. <laughs> so, and my kids are older, right? And so, yeah, I think that it really, for me, year after year after year of these challenging experiences and not really having an outlet or like going to a therapist and his, you know, advice is, not advice. And it's like, yeah, you're in a really crappy situation. <laughs> it's like, awesome. So that costs $95. I'm in a really crappy situation. So thanks. I get that. And not really knowing, you know, what to do or how to respond. That's going to yield about a result other than time and love. Love them through it, right? I have the best uh, outcome that I get is actually when I'm not an angry mom and I allow myself to sit down on the floor. And if that means three hours mm -hmm. of sitting on the floor and giving myself that time, giving my child that time, that's honestly the best result. So when I'm like crazy, just stop. Why don't you get it? Guys, it does nothing. Yeah, it does nothing the opposite. It does like it's going to perpetuate that, right? I have so many thoughts, you guys. I'm over here, like, running, like, oh, that's so good. Oh, like, so much that was said, it just spoke to me. But really, the underlying, I guess, messaging that I can say to other moms in my experience is trying to figure out why do I yell, and most of the time it's a result of that's what my mom did. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, that's what her mom did. Mm -hmm. So... I had this expectation at a certain period of being a teenager that me that really stretched my mother and I's relationship because I just didn't understand, you know, why she was like that and why I would see other moms who were more um, nurturing and loving, self-aware, yeah. right? And they were just more conscious and I just didn't get and I'm just kind of like, oh, like I can't stand like being in this house and wait till I turn 18, you know, all these things that you think that when you're a kid. And of course, I live in a multi-generational home, so I'm back in the home, and that was very intentional. And I see certain things, like 
reasons that she yelled before is because she felt like she wasn't being heard, right? But as a kid, or even dealing with your own kid, you don't necessarily get that. You think that they're just being ridiculous Mm -hmm. or that they're not being mature enough to get a hold of their emotions. So between just figuring, trying to figure out why someone's yelling, it's like you have, what, like 10 seconds, you know, to have this whole like philosophy conversation in your head. Like, why are they reacting this way? I hear you. Why are you still yelling? Or just trying to give yourself that space that you were talking about, Kim, of letting them come out of their emotions so then a real conversation can be had. That whole process is a whole lot to dissect. And I think when I look at what my mother was equipped equipped with and the tools that she was given, it was very minimal. I mean, they were not, there was no YouTube. There was no Google. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was no so, you know, social media. There was not, they did not have the access to look at all of these opinions and options. They saw what they saw and they mimicked what they saw. Mm-hmm. And then we come along, you know, and have all of this access and we're like, well, that's just not efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, this just yeah. doesn't work. And it's almost like sometimes I think when we talk amongst our generation that we have this concept that like we know better because we have more information mm-hmm. where I, I, I'm really in this trying to find, and I've not mastered it, the sweet spot of recognizing, like, we're in the generation of research, and our parents were in the generation of application. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is you need both. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, no matter how much I hear about the latest trends and how you should, you know, handle your children and discipline them and spank, no spank, you know, do this, mm-hmm. don't, all of that, it's like... You still have to know your child. Mm-hmm. You still have to apply what you know, whether it's good, bad, or different to your situation. See if it works. Get the result. Like, it's it's literally an experiment. We're all in an experiment. Our parents did the best they could, you know, with the elements that they had to a certain extent or chose not to go in certain directions. But for us, it's like there's so much information we're inundated with, but we still have to apply it. And it's almost make the choice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost as if you if you apply the theory of how children should respond and your child doesn't respond that way, or it doesn't result into what you thought the outcome should be, as if this like positive light's gonna come out of the sky because you chose a different approach than how you were raised. Now you're internalizing like, is it me? Mm -hmm. I'm not a good mom. Why is he not listening? Why, you know, and it's all these questions. And I think that could turn you into appearing to be angry when you're really just lost. You're trying to figure it out. And it's coming out in this frustrated tone. So I think there's just so many layers to it that it just, it's not a one size fits all. And it's just this ongoing thing. For me, the most important thing is recognizing the moments where I'm taking it too far and where I don't even feel like myself because mm-hmm. I'm tr- I'm trying to get control of the situation and handle, you know, how he's going to do. No, in this house, we are going to do this. So mm-hmm. you are either going to do it like this or it's going to be probably, you know, like all of that. And trying to get back that control was really just me being like, I'm going to do nothing for a while because I don't really know what to do right now. Mm-hmm. So sometimes me taking that step back is required. And maybe it is a new podcast or it is a new book. Heck, maybe it is talking to my parents and trying some of those old school approaches to see if that works. It's really just putting together this big hodgepodge of, I don't know it, I don't have it right now, but 
I need to pull back because this isn't working. Like, I'm not being the best mom that I can be. I'm even changing my re- – like, I'm irritated at work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm irritated with other people for different things. It has nothing to do with – it's all – it's crossing into different areas because I'm feeling like I'm out of control, mm-hmm. you know, with trying to handle certain things. And then when you kind of, like, gain back whatever that looks like. Is it working out? Is it going to therapy? For me, it's a combination of different things in different seasons. It changes depending on that season, but I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part that I'm like, I no longer just assume the guilt without trying to do the small steps of being like, yeah, something's not right. Let me just, let me see how I can shift some things around to see if that'll make it better. And to surrender. I mean, ultimately, I'm at my best when I surrender. It's like you were just saying, we have so much information. It's overload, right? We're inundated with so much information. And so you try it and you apply it, and then it doesn't work, or it's not working as you were hoping or in the same way, and to just surrender. Mm -hmm. And I can surrender more easily if I have a really flexible schedule. So that's something that I've identified for myself, right? So I'm a really, I started my business over 20 years ago. I love work. Like, I love it. That's that's my go-to relaxation, actually. Right, I know Elizabeth's eyes just like popped out of her head. <laughs> like I, I've been on my own since I was really young, since I was sixteen. I've worked, worked, worked. I mean, I love to work, but that's not what my family needs. Yeah. Often, oftentimes it's not. And when it doesn't come down to a financial reason of why I need to work, 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 and fill that schedule, other than it's self-fulfilling for me, mm-hmm. right? So when I allow some flexibility, some freedom, and I'm not jam-packing my schedule, I can then surrender when I need to because I don't know when, right? My yeah. kids don't say at 1032, mom, <laughs> I'm going to really give you some crap mm-hmm. and I'm going to need you for a solid two hours, right? So surrendering. And yeah. I think that's the same or, you know, similar to stepping back yeah. and saying, well, I'm mm-hmm. actually not going to do anything right now. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know the appropriate approach. I don't know that next step. So You know, it's interesting that you say that with your work. Like growing up with my mother, work, 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 work. That was her thing. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of things that she didn't teach me, a lot of things that we didn't have conversations about. And there's a lot of things that I had to figure out for myself. And so I've grown this personality that I'm going to figure out, I'm going to work it out, I don't need any help, I got this, the answer is somewhere, that research, that Google, what have you. And so I find myself getting frustrated and angry with my daughter because I made a point to have these conversations Mm -hmm. and things that my mother did not do with me. And so then when it's like I'm having this issue, it's like, I mean, I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything that my mother didn't do with me. Yes. You have all of these opportunities. You have all of this knowledge. Before this happens, you already knew the possibilities. And so when she's, you know, having these outbursts or, you know, and not so much now that she's 12. My daughter has had some issues with some mental health at age five. She started therapy, diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. And so you know, when she have those moments where, you know, she's having outbursts at home because she's one that internalized. It could be something at school and everything like that. And then I get the overflow when she gets home. Sure. And so I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm yelling. Why don't you get it? I've already told you, you know, and then the trigger of the mom guilt after because I know she's super sensitive, you know, and then she's going into the shell. But then I'm mad. Come out of your shell. You know, it's just this. Finding that balance mm-hmm. truly is hard. 
Yes. It's so hard. And support from friends and family really makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. And when you don't have that or you're being questioned. For sure. Right? right? So, hey, listeners, don't question other moms. <laughs> I think we're all doing the work. And I think, like, for me, my struggle is a lot different because my kids, I'm a new parent. And mm-hmm. so my, my oldest is only two years old. And I find myself when I'm getting angry is when I have lack of support mm-hmm. from my spouse or the family mm-hmm. around Absolutely. me. I'm a work from home mom going forward not so much from home um because that does that doesn't it's like work nearly impossible yeah it's, it's impossible and because of that it's you know it's developed this craziness in me where I just my patience is so little and I think I've noticed that I get angry when I think as a new mom we tend to take on all of the responsibility of the children. Like we feel, I don't know what it is, if it's a predisposition, but we feel like this, this is mine, you know? And I very much had that and I had to let go of some control and I still struggle with it. Like perfect example this morning, I was up at four in the morning and I was mad as hell that I was up having to feed my baby. And my husband walked out of the bedroom and was like, I'll feed her. And I literally looked at him and go, nope, I'm already up. And I should have just let him do it. Sure. Yeah. And oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't. And you know, but it's like I look back at it and I was mad at that moment. And I yes. was, and I'm noticing that my anger, then I'm taking the anger out of my kids. I'm really mm-hmm. angry with my husband. I'm taking it out on my children. And it's all because I'm a control freak. And they so. can feel it. Like <laughs> yeah, they, absolutely. they see it, they understand it. And for me, having different age ranges, I 100% agree with you. Like it's, I think that we want our partners to be just as involved. And when they're not, like, we're we're actually mad at them. We're not yeah. mad at our kids. So true. But we're sitting here taking, like, oh, you know, huffing and puffing around the house because mm-hmm. your husband's not doing this stuff. But Can I say one thing to that, oh. though? I just have one thing. Do Is it you want your partners to be as involved as you? Or is it I want my partner to be as involved as me and in doing it the exact same way that I do it? And I want him to know. Yeah. And this I know. is unrealistic. Be a mind reader. I want him to be a <laughs> yeah. mind reader. I yes. want him to that's the thing mind. that I keep hearing that I'm like. But that's where I'm saying I know that the issue lies in me. Oh. Because there's a part of me that when I got up at four to feed the baby, I wish he would have just got up at four yeah, and fed the baby. But yes. he didn't know that that's what the baby needed. Right. right. You know, he just didn't have, and it wasn't until he saw me getting up and getting the bottle that he got up and was like, I can feed her. And I was just like, no, no, I got it. I'm already up. I'm doing it. Or we've never said anything yeah, to them. Or that's, we did, like, and they, that's the other thing. We don't say anything. Yeah. Or I always find that it's, I'm angry with myself. I'm angry with myself that I don't accept the help that's given to me. I know that it's there. I, my husband is not the guy that's like, oh, I don't, the kids are yours. They're your deal. You handle them. He's there to help. And he, but he's not the guy that knows what they need. He, he just doesn't. And it's not second nature for him to be like, oh, she needs this or that. And he also kind of takes his cues from me. Like, sure. does she need this? Does she not need this? Mm-hmm. Do you got this? Do you not got this? Yeah. And when he's offering the help, I'm so angry in my head because he didn't read my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Literally didn't read really? my mind and know what I absolutely yeah. needed. And because of that, then it's I'm angry with him. And then I'm looking at my children with this huffy, puffy attitude. And my daughter starts screaming about something. And then I literally, and I've never done this in my life, I will literally scream at the top of my lungs louder than everybody in my house just to get everybody to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it gets crazy and I'm like who 
is this person. Yeah, because just be careful with that because when your two-year-old turns four starts and they start, she screaming. starts screaming. I know. When they mimic yeah. back that behavior to you, it's a huge reality check mm-hmm. of like – Okay. All right, I got it. Like that's on me. Yeah. Well, I think so that's, that's on obviously me. another topic that we can further discuss is when you do have a spouse or a partner or whatever the case is, when to draw the line because I'm I'm currently as we speak not speaking to my husband. He's <laughs> <laughs> on the list. He is on the list <laughs> over something I could very easily have a conversation with him. But I choose not to because I am not giving in. Call Mm -hmm. it what you may, people. (laughs) But I am very stubborn when it comes to that because I feel like I'm always the one to to give in and talk to him. Mm -hmm. And we are a week strong, my friends. Oh, wow. wow. It is. And he's trying to, like, do Do nice things and, like, send emojis. And I was like, oh, (laughs) no. Until you recognize why we're not speaking or I'm not myself right now. I'm not speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, may ask, that. would you rather be happy or right? Oh, well, here's the thing. I'm happy right, right. now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, hey, if you be, are, then I'm doing me. I'm happy me. and I'm yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a well, bonus. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't say that I'm, I feel proud of this exactly right because my Manny had to point it out <laughs> that we <laughs> – Oh my gosh. I need to go to my therapist clearly. <laughs> but anyways, like that's obviously another topic like parenting, even even living in a multi-generational family, like yeah. what you expect of your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister, mm-hmm. things like that. When we need to as women, and it may be something we can help younger generations with or even our sure. generation now, like when to speak up because I know my husband can't read my mind. And my therapist has told me this. If you want something done, men don't react or do the things women do. No. Then you need to say to him, write him a list, put it on the the cabinet and say, I need these five things done. Or sitting down and saying like your situation, you know what? It'd be really nice if one morning you just woke up and, and fed the baby. And I didn't have to tell you because I want to feel like you understand and you know what I need because we have great communication mm-hmm. coming from the woman who hasn't spoke to her husband. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> these are all things I've learned from my therapist. That's yeah. taking back control. Really. It is. Yes, yeah. It is. It's bringing it back. Yes. You know. It's releasing control and taking back control. Yeah. Yes. For sure. You know? I think too though that the assumption sometimes is that be, you have to be in a traditional household to feel that. And I have to say from being from a generational household where I have the grandparents in the home and you talking about the difference with the men and the women so my mother is excellent at, okay, tell me what, what you want me to do, right? Mm. So I literally can be like, he gets his bottle at this time, he gets da 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 My mother will write it down. She's on it. She'll, awesome. she'll be an extension of me. So she'll do what I would want in a situation. When my father <laughs> has my son, it is, I can say, Dad, da 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 da, and I come back and it is all over the map. Like I heard you, but he wanted this, and you know, mm-hmm. like they it's just, it's not even a a spouse necessarily. And then there's other dynamics because he's yes. my father. I'm trying to be respectful, yes, but at the same time, I'm furious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my son is having a ball. Yeah, like, of course, he <laughs> loves to be with Papa. That is the yeah, person that he wants to be with. Mm-hmm. And I'm becoming resentful because I'm not having as much fun. He's not lighting up when I come in the room the way that he does with my with my father. And having those type of conversations, 
it leads to me being the angry mom because I feel like what I'm asking is not being heard. I feel like my support is, it depends on the day of the week, what I might get when I come back to the house. And having a sit down conversation with my father and just really being more transparent about those things, like it is, they just, they don't, we don't speak the same language. Mm -hmm. We all know that. So the assumption that He's supposed to get it, being from a different generation, how they handle things totally Totally different. different. And because I'm throwing in these curveballs, he's like, it worked for you. It'll work for him. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really want to have to raise him the way that I am because he wants to do it in his own way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really good. He's pushed my son to be better as a young boy to see another mm. man figure, mm-hmm. to do things that are very positive. And other times they both are driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to point out that it is definitely traditional, non-traditional. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's so funny with my mother. My mother is like my main source of help. She's, you know, everything. And I get frustrated and I find the anger comes out with me because she tries to do all of these things and has all of these rules and the way I should do this, that, and the other with my children that she had nothing like that for me. Oh, my We had yes. none of those types of conversations. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm looking at her like, Trigger. how dare you have the audacity to tell me I should do X, Y, Z when I've done a hundred times more with this child than you ever did with me. Mm-hmm. And so then sometimes you have that very, that, pull between my mother and I and my daughter is stuck in the middle and then I'm angry, you know, and taking it out on my daughter as well. Yeah, Yeah. no, I definitely, obviously we could go on and on about this topic. So we'll, we'll hit on this again, as well as multiple things we talked about could actually turn into way more. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe to our channel, rate us, review us, give us some feedback.